So today we are talking about a different way to view success, why you should purposely make things difficult, and why seeing the end before you start will help you achieve your dreams. Free Life Friday starts now. It's Free Life Fridays, everyone. Inspiration, motivation, everything you need to live a free life. This is part of the Be Empowered podcast series brought to you by Bank Mobile, America's first fee-free bank with a mission to make banking affordable, effortless, and financially empowering. Now here's your host and financial empowerment coach, Ash Cash. So welcome to Free Life Fridays. I am your host, Ash Cash, and I am excited about this episode. We have Cobain Ivory here with us, and Cobain Ivory is a classical composer, producer, multi-instrumentalist, and DJ. He is responsible for producing and developing over a hundred artists, including some of the industry's brightest. Over his career, many of the artists Cobain has produced have performed alongside many A-list and Grammy Award-winning artists. In addition to being a music producer, Cobain Ivory is an artist himself writing and composing music for his rock band Live from Paris, blues hip-hop group Charlie Red, and his classical hip-hop piece Tri-State of Mind. Works that Cobain Ivory produced have been featured in media publications like MTV, VH1, BET, Pitchfork, Complex, Esquire, OK Player, Centric, Giant Steps, Two Dope Boys, as well as many other publications around the world. Cobain and his group Charlie Red have also collaborated with brands like Armani, Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, Red Bull, Heineken, Comedy Central, Pepsi, Target, MTV, VH1, and many more. Cobain Ivory, thank you so much for joining us. Man, thank you, Ash. I mean, hearing that sounds like I'm a fulfillionaire. <laughs> no, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I actually want to start with passion because I hear this thrown around all the time where people say, well, if you're passionate about what you do, you won't work a day in your life. Where does your passion for music come from and how has music helped shape who you are as a person? Well, I'm one of those, I would say, kind of boring stories. I, I mean, it's not boring to some, but uh, I grew up in a musical family, and I grew up around a time where there was money in a music program, so I was able to take two different music courses. I had uh, did normal classical stuff, you know, hitting on a xylophone and stuff, but then I also had one-on-one sessions with this guy, Mr. Mastriani. I'll never forget him. And I can bring in anything I wanted to. At the time, it was like Nice and Smooth or Gangstar or something like that. And he would teach me each part of the beat or whatever with various instruments. So there's piano, there's guitar, there's drums. So I was basically becoming a multi-instrumentalist when I was seven years old, eight years old. And it was just he and I. And that was kind of propelled me to be passionate about it. And when something's always around you, it's just like you just kind of following whoever's motivating you footsteps. So um, I, I just got into that. Athletics, a lot of things, but music kind of stuck around. Nice, nice. And then so when you think about your philosophy on life, um, what is your philosophy on life and how has this philosophy helped you in your success? Staying curious. Um, I travel often. Um, I've been to, I believe, 24 countries, 25 countries. You know, when you travel, you get off the plane and every step depending if you've been there or not, of course. If you haven't been to this country, every single step is brand new. And if you remain curious and you embrace the new, you're essentially constantly putting yourself in anxiety, constantly putting yourself in a challenging place. 
And that's when most people fail. And a, a new lesson I really learned, I, I would say literally a, a day ago, quick story, I have an opportunity with a major label artist, and they asked me to do a little bit more work. And it's something I've never done, what they asked me to do. Uh, and I knew I would be approached with a question at some point. And I started writing a text, like, hey, listen, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. you got to find another way to be able to do it, whatever. I'm not going to get into details of what they asked me. But before I sent it, I was like, dude, can you possibly really do this? How long is it really going to take? I did some research. I figured out some shortcuts. And it ended up taking an hour. And what I realized, it's that, I would say a 99 percentile, when you just need to push a little bit more. And that little bit more constitutes a very small percentage of successful people who push a little bit more. That's it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And then in one way or another, your music influence has reached millions of people. And when you put that into perspective, how does that make you feel? And are you surprised at all by any of your accomplishments? It's great. I mean, getting plays and people hearing your music and stuff like that. But really, I guess I'm connected more to the satisfaction of creation and Really, I've actually boiled it down to the moment that I'm really satisfied and what what I live for. And it's the moment when I'm just banging around the keys or drums or guitar and I'm trying to figure out something and nothing's happening. And then at that moment, for all creatives, there's a thought comes into play. Like, oh, I made something like this before. I've created something like this before. People are not going to like this. And what I realize is you have to become dumb at that point, completely stupid. Empty your mind to leave room for the spirit, source, energy, God, whatever you want to call it. Like Jay-Z says, leave the door cracked so God can walk in the room. That's that moment, that transition from thinking with your physical body to being a vessel and being open. I believe her name is Elizabeth Gilbert. She does a great TED Talk. It's like number two. And it talks about kind of what the Greeks and the Romans thought a genius was. They said a genius lived in the walls. And essentially, you called upon the genius as a human being to help you with your ideas. And that's what I, I kind of do. I, so often, I don't really take credit for what I do. You know, it's like co-produced by God sometimes, you know. And I just become a vessel. I become as empty as I possibly can to the point where people have played my music in front of me. I'm like, oh, snap, this, this is kind of dope. And I realize <laughs> it's our music. And I'm literally so detached from it. And being detached allows you to kind of not have the burden of being, quote-unquote, a genius. Because once you have this major success as a, quote-unquote, genius, human nature wants you to outdo that last success. And it's impossible, and that's why a lot of creatives are drawn to drugs and alcohol. If you realize you're not a part of it, you're just a vessel and you're, you're a tool, and, and I'm used as a tool as far as my abilities. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm prideful of my abilities of learning instruments and stuff like that. Like, I did that, I did that work. But the ideas and melodies are not mine. Nice, nice. And that's, that's interesting uh, insight and, and definitely a different perspective on how to view success and view accomplishments. And in my mind, if I understand what you're saying, that, that also helps you stay balanced, right? I remember a story where uh, Michael Jackson never put any of his awards up anywhere because he didn't want to you know, feel like he made it. Is that, is that similar to you know, how you view yourself as a vessel and not necessarily consumed by your accomplishments? Absolutely. I actually love that story. I, I believe uh, Michael told it to Dark Child. And he said, never keep your awards where you create, because then you're, you know, you're looking at your accomplishments, you, you're, you're not present in the moment of, of challenging yourself. And it's hard to take the responsibility of being a creator 
but every decision is a creation. Every, you know, the fact that we both decide on making this happen and now it's a creation and now people are going to be inspired and hear these words and hopefully push them towards their goals. But getting back to the point, I like to remain an empty vessel. Nice. nice. All right. So let's, let, let's pivot a little bit and talk about technology, right? So technology has really changed many genres, including music. What's your take on technology? Is it a gift? a curse, or both, and how can one use it in the pursuit of their dreams? I think it's a gift and a curse. I think it's how you utilize it. When I grew up, my stepdad gave me this really crappy drum machine. Um, all I remember, it was all gray. That's all I remember. And I would essentially multi-track with two different tape players, and that's how I made beats. I, I made beats with what I had. I feel like people coming into the music game at this point you you basically have a whole orchestra in your computer. In some cases, you don't even need musicians in some cases. So it loses that feel, that natural feel. When Quincy Jones was introduced to all these new age synthesizers, he still played well. And he had musicians that played well. It just was a new sound. But I think you have to purposely make it hard for yourself. You have to learn the roots of all things. So if you're using Pro Tools, you're using all this technology, you're using a digital mixer, you have to actually learn how to utilize the same tools on a real mixer, something analog, something you can touch. I think if you start there and then embrace the technology from that knowledge and that, that kind of hard work, you'll find nuances that people won't be able to find. Nice, nice. And then so what would you say uh, the biggest challenge you've had so far and how have you overcome it? Um... I'm reaching towards greatness, and uh, greatness to me is like if you put a Picasso piece and, and an unknown street artist in New York City, let's say, and you put them together, and if you get the same feeling, that unknown street artist has touched upon greatness, and greatness to me is absence of self, being unaware of your physical body, being unaware of your thoughts. Once you do that, you're closer to greatness. I feel like my challenge is finding other ways to challenge myself. I mean, I did an orchestral piece with a German opera singer mixing classical and hip-hop and performed it with a 13-piece orchestra five, six years ago. So I don't know what else to do to make myself feel anxious. It's important for me to create anxiety and put myself in new places because eventually you come out of that anxiety with knowledge. And now you have all these tools and techniques that you learned around, you know, going through that process. When When I worked with the orchestra, I had to hire a conductor and I learned so much. I learned how hip-hop and classical have common roots and how they they differ tremendously. Like, I wanted everything on a swing. He wanted everything right on note, right on key and whatever. Um, but, yeah, that, I think that's my biggest challenge is finding new challenges. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And then, so, how do you stay focused? Uh there's, there's so many people that I listen to audiobooks. Um, one of my favorites is um, Jack Canfield, uh, 99 Principles of Success. I listen to that every morning. Uh, that keeps me motivated. Um, my schedule starts at 9 a.m. and ends at basically 8.39 p.m. And I, I, I do two three-hour blocks of creativity and one two-hour block-ish. And then I'm doing you know little things here and there, taking lunch breaks. Like I set it up just like I'm a corporation, but it's just I'm one guy. And that's that's what keeps me focused. I think early in my career, I used to just like kind of wait around for inspiration to come, and it doesn't work very well. So what I do is, you know, from 9 to 12, I lock myself in, and I sit at my computer, and I make mistakes, and I delete them, and I make mistakes. That's warming up for me. And then eventually I, I'm in flow, which is essentially not thinking, and then, you know, the music is coming on its own. So 
that's how I stay focused is, is like setting up a rigorous schedule and really sticking with it. You know, you think about all these moguls, I'm sure P. Diddy's not walking around just like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever feels right. You know, he's, he's, he has a schedule and that keeps him motivated, keeps him driven, that keeps him inspired, it keeps him working and well lubricated, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what keeps me focused. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to flip it. We're going to go to our lightning round. So I'm going to ask you these questions, and then you know, you'll know you just fill in the blank for me with a phrase, and we're going to go from there. All right, you ready? Bad. All right, so my favorite book of all time is... 48 Laws of Power. If I wasn't pursuing my passion, I would be... I'm probably a life coach or a psychologist. If my life was a movie, it would be titled... Uh... Greatness, Circumvention of Self. That's actually my book title. Nice, nice, nice. If I could rewind time, I would take it back to the year blank and then tell us why. Okay, two things come to mind. I would say 1950s, 40s, just what was happening musically then. And I would say early 2000s. That's when the Neptunes kind of appeared. And I just love what they brought back to music, the feeling of their music. Nice. Nice. All right, last question. This is the Free Life Friday podcast where we give our listeners the inspiration they need to pursue their dreams in order to live a free life. What advice would you give to anyone who is pursuing their dreams? Uh, this is a great thing that Jack Canfield says. You can drive across the country with headlights that only go about 20 feet. You don't know what's in your distance, but as long as you know where you're going. So Setting up an end game for yourself, setting up an unattainable end game, visualizing that and responding to the feedback both from yourself and from others is critical. And then also within that realm, remaining what yourself is and what defines what you are is the things that give you chills and goosebumps. That sign from the universe that you're on the right path. Doing what other people do and you don't feel those feelings, it's not worth pursuing. Um, so you got to find what, what is unique to you. That, that is awesome advice. Cobain Ivory, thank you so much uh, for joining us. If someone wanted to get in contact with you or follow you on social media, where can they find you? Very easy. Cobain, as in Kurt Cobain, with an E, C-O-B-A-I-N-E-I-V-O-R-Y.com. It's all there. All right, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for this, for the words of wisdom, for the positivity, for the enlightenment. You know, I might have to play play background Zen music behind this interview. So I appreciate you, uh, and I appreciate all that you do. Thank you, Ash. It's always a pleasure, for real. So there you have it, Cobain Ivory, music producer, classical composer, and instrumentalist, dropping some words of wisdom. So here are some key takeaways. One. It is important to stay curious and embrace every new opportunity and experience. By doing so, you put yourself in a challenging place, which helps you learn how to overcome adversities. So in essence, you should always push yourself to the limit and get out of your comfort zone. Two, as a creative, it is important that you are in love with your process and not get caught up too much in trying to outdo your previous success. This allows you to stay grounded and gives you the ability to continue to create at a high level. Three, don't allow technology to make you lazy. Even though technology makes things easier, the process of learning your craft fully is what's going to make you stand out from the crowd. Four, don't wait for inspiration to come to you. You have to go to it. Create a schedule that is going to allow you to stay disciplined and focused on being the best that you could possibly be. 
And lastly, make sure you know where you're going. Visualize the destination. Feel it as if you already accomplished it and get to work trying to get there. And as Jack Canfield said, you can drive across the country with headlights that only see 20 feet at a time because as long as you know where you're going, you will always get to your destination. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Free Life Friday. Make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes. I am Ash Cash. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Thank you for tuning in to Free Life Fridays brought to you by Bank Mobile. Be sure to visit us at bankmobile.com and follow us everywhere at Bank Mobile. And don't forget to use the hashtag live free, bank free.